Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a ministry of Stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome everyone to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name is David Abel. Today I'm joined by Rob Longo, Tom DeAngelis, and Tom Fertile. Welcome one and all. Good Thanks, to be David. here, brother. Awesome, awesome. So good to be here. If everybody would take a moment and get their Bibles. We're going to turn to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses 2 through 30. But before we break open the bread of life to see what Jesus wants to speak to us today, Rob, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit in to help us see what we're to see? Uh, I would love to. In the name of the Father, Father Son, and the Son, Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this moment. Thank you for the gift of your love and your mercy and your kindness and your goodness. Thank you for for choosing us, that you want us. Thank you for the gift of the gospel that we will break open today, that we'll be able to share with each other and pray through and and learn from and and be encouraged by. Uh, Help us to prepare our hearts to meet you in in a new and fresh way as we we go to Mass on Sunday. we, we entrust our lives to you, Lord. Help us to be the husbands and, and fathers, the mothers and wives, the sons and daughters, the friends, the brothers, sisters, any role that you have us, uh, Lord, help us to be who you want us to be, your love to every single person that we meet. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father Son, the Son, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Tom Fertile, you mind give us a little gospel love today? Absolutely. Our reading here this morning is uh, from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verses 2 through 30. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up, knelt down before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus answered him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. He replied and said to him, Teacher, all of these I have observed from my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You are lacking in one thing. Go. Sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At that statement, his face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. So Jesus again said to them in reply, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were exceedingly astonished and said among themselves, then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, for human beings, it is impossible, but not for God. All things are possible for God. Peter began to say to him, we have given up everything and followed you. Jesus said, amen, I say to you. 
There is no one who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, who will not receive a hundred times more now in this present age. Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and eternal life in the age to come. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. That first sentence, Tom, really was a wake-up call for me. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, was setting out on a journey, and one man ran up to him, knelt down, and asked him a question. You see, so many times I have my busy schedule, my agenda. How many divine appointments do I miss? Jesus took the time out of his busy day, I'm sure, to stop and invest time in that very one person to help that man who was blind to what his his shortcoming was to help him to see. So for me, I don't want to be blinded by the ways of the world, by my busy agenda, by my schedule. I want to be always open to those divine appointments. I was thinking about a couple of days ago, I was heading to the grocery store to get something for my grandson and, and, and for, the, for the home. And I saw this woman carrying this baby in a backpack, but wearing it in her front, and a little teeny baby, and she had this cart full of groceries. And I heard the still quiet voice, help her unload her cart. So I walked over and says, ma'am, may I I help you unload your cart? She lit up, oh, that would be great. So I unloaded her cart. I said, do you mind if I have the cart? I'm going to go in and shop. Thank you very much. And you know what? What I got back in return by allowing the Lord to hear, by allowing myself to hear the Lord's prompting, money can't buy. That, That joy that overwhelmed my heart with being able to help somebody in need was precious. So for me, those divine appointments, those moments when we can share God's love, when we can just serve others, man, they are priceless. And your story reminds me, David, of uh, one of our brothers earlier in the week shared at, at Gospel Reflection. Yeah, so that woman allowed you to be a gift. Yes. And you know, how often uh, do we say, or you know, I know I've said, I don't know about you guys, but someone asked, can I help you? Like, you can have your hands full. It's like, no, I'm good. You know, I can get the door with my foot. But that woman allowed you to, to bless her, right? Um, and our friend shared a story. He was at... Uh, he was at a concert and he ran across a guy during the intermission who had a really cool shirt. I think it was like a uh, like an African kind of design. Uh, and he's in the conversation, wow, that's a really nice shirt. That's so cool. The concert continues. They meet up at the end and the guy comes up to him and says, I would like to give you my shirt. At first, the guy was like, didn't know how to handle that. But then he said to himself, this guy wants to bless me. And if I say, no, it might be offensive, right? And he said, okay. So he said, okay, follow me to the car. So they went to the car, took off his shirt. He had another shirt in the trunk that he had over his shoulder. And uh, and he said, for the first time, he experienced someone literally giving- Giving his shirt. Yeah. Shirt off his back. Shirt off his back. And he said, he has that shirt on a hanger hanging up in a place that he sees, Hmm. um, just to remind him that, you know, what, what are we called to do? Like, what what are we holding on to so tightly that we can't give the shirt off our back or, you know, fill in the blank? You know, Robin, thank you for sharing that because just 10 minutes earlier before we came in to do the radio show, I was coming in the doors of Storage of Admission of Faith, both hands full, my coffee cup teetering, my, my other glass held in the other hand with all the paperwork and all everything I had with me. And my assistant said, David, may I help you? And do you know what self-sufficient Dave said? Oh, no, no. I got this, I think. I can do it. 
And so I use my little pinky to open the door and I try to kick it open with my foot and I try to balance everything and I made it in. But you know what, Rob? I didn't allow her to be a blessing to me. And that's wrong too many times. And I never realized till I went to spiritual direction, the grave sin of self-sufficiency, the I got it, I can do it, I can take care of it. And, and so many times we actually reject that opportunity, that gift from another when their heart is called to help us. And it's wrong. It is not the way the body of Christ works. So again, thanks for sharing that. I'm sure the message was for me because I just did it 10 yeah. minutes ago. You know, but too many times we reject the gift. You know, and I used to do that also when people would say, you know, oh, thank you very much for the talk or thank you very much for what you shared. I'd say, oh, no, 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 it wasn't me. And, I, and I'd turn my head and I'd put my hands up, you know, and I'd say, it's all the Lord. But, you know, receive it for the Lord. Don't reject their gift. Say, thank you very much for that gift. It was the Lord that, that worked through me. So thank you very much. Don't reject the gift. When people want to thank you, when they want to come along and help you, or they want to give you a words of accolade, that's okay. Receive it for the Lord. You know, what I see is a, a, a symptom of that in, in, our, in our daily you know, vernacular. Um, it's a little pet peeve here, but I won't rant. The term, no problem. I think is indicative of what you're saying. You know, in our day, when we grew up, someone said, thank you. And you would respond, you're, you're welcome. welcome. <laughs> you acknowledge, you take the thankfulness that they're giving and 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 you're kind of like almost bouncing it back. Like it was it was my pleasure. I, I would, but that term, no problem, to me diffuses all of that. You know, mm. no problem. Like it wasn't a big deal. It, 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 we lost that. Mm. We lose yeah. that acceptance of that gratitude, you know. Um, and again, it seems like a like a small thing, but I think that might make the person feel like well, I'm not significant either. Well, then. Right? It was yeah. no problem. What I did for you, that's no big deal. I do it for any. Like, it, it's just we yeah. lost. Cheapens that, it. It cheapens it. Yeah. That's, that's, the, a, that's a good word, David. That's it, a good it, call. it cheapens it, and I just think that's indicative of so much of you know our, our world, and we've gotten away from that. We've gotten away from being able to 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 give and accept and to and to and to receive and to be a blessing to others and allow them to bless us. That no problem almost dismisses that, you know? So for my listeners, for the listeners out there, I, my thing is say, you're welcome. <laughs> Try mm -hmm. your welcome over, no problem. I think you'll see, you'll see uh, a little sparkle in people's eyes when they, when they know that they're thanked and welcomed. You know, Tom, Rob just convicted me through the grace of the Lord. Now you just convicted me because I say no problem all the time. So I'm going to now turn to Tom <laughs> yeah. Tom the end. Tom, what, what else would you Lord. like to share? Let me see what, what I, else has got for you today, David. Well, this is another, this is a pet peeve that's very much related to what you, what you talked about. And uh, my wife has heard this over and over again. But when somebody says, thank you, you know, after an interview, after something, and the other person says, oh, thank you. You know, someone's uh -huh. like, and I keep saying, say you're welcome, you know, like be a gracious person, you know, instead of like, no, thank you for having me here, for letting me come in, you know, come in. Well, it's almost like you're competing, you know, it's like. One I, upman, one upman. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, I thanked you for taking your time to come in here. And it's on national TV. I mean, it's senators, it's everybody. You know, it's just one of those things like, I thank you for coming in and, you know, providing your insight or your wisdom or whatever. And then. I just take it, you know. And sometimes just, it's even no, thank you. So like you're, <laughs> oh yeah. Like sometimes yeah, yeah. like no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for having me. Like oh no, you you're the one that did me the favor. Like just take it, you know. Just say be gracious. That that's the that's the big thing. And there will be a time when I'll have to say thank you to you for something. 
but this isn't it, you know? Yeah. Well, you're you know, safe, David, because in. that's what yeah. I do. <laughs> I love the Lord. I'm a no. Thank you, guys. If our you listeners Thanks, didn't, I do it, too. So I, have, I catch myself all the time. If our listeners didn't realize that God has a sense of humor, trust me, yeah. he does. Yeah. And the next line that really hit me out, hit me real hard right between the eyes, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And so Jesus goes through a litany of the, the Ten Commandments, but it, it's in the second part of this that the, the Lord answers that question. It's impossible for you and I to do all that we need to do to inherit eternal life. Everything is done in, through, and with Jesus Christ. Salvation is a free gift from God. He invites us every day into that divine intimacy with Him, into that kingdom of God experience. And so for me every day, man, I just want to surrender. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. The Lord Jesus Christ chose to use my hands to unload that cart, to, to put it in that lady's car. The, the Lord Jesus Christ used, chose to use my ears to hear the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And the Lord Jesus Christ used my heart to receive the gift of her joy and her thankfulness. That When you get that, that is the kingdom of God made present here on earth as love is shared, because love is always an exchange of gifts. When I was a gift to her, she became a gift to me. Anything that is only one way, it's not an exchange of gifts, is not of God. Get out. Stop doing it. And it's so easy to just reduce the spiritual life like, like the individual did here initially with just a list of the do's and don'ts. You know, oh, I got that covered. I got that covered. I got that covered. But what about the heart? And I think that's mm. David. What you say—the surrender—it's it's a two-way relationship. It's, it's I do, I do the do's and don't do the do nots. Did I say that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, out of love, you know, not not out of it shouldn't be out of fear or because I'm just checking the list. It's it's out of love that I obey the commandments. It's how it's what I can do to show my love back to God by observing the commandments. So the relationship is what comes first, not the list of do's and don'ts. You know, in a marriage, we can all we're all married, man. We can sit there and make a list of things you should or should not do in a marriage. But would that define our marriage? You know, now our wives may say, yes, that defines <laughs> No, but it's but our marriage is more than just a list of what you should or should not do. You know, that's part of marriage, but it comes out of love of my spouse that I choose to act a certain way and not do certain things and do certain things. The love comes first, the relationship comes first, the recognition of the precious other of my spouse is what drives me then to have my my actions follow accordingly. And that's mm -hmm. relationship with God. The love comes first and then we act accordingly that reflects that love. And Jesus kind of takes him to, to that place because after he says, well, here's the thing, here are all the things you have to do. I've done that since I've been a child. Well, then here's the next. And, and he even says here, and this is, and you may remember this, Tom, from uh, Kairos retreats. It's one of only three places where G it says Jesus looked at somebody and loved them or where he loved the person. But he looked at him and loved him. I mean, here's an experience of the second person of the Blessed Trinity, and he walks away because he's got too much stuff. And he can't. he's inviting him to say, look, that's less important. Because my sense is that he's coming out of this mindset of the law where if I do everything right, then God will take care, God will prosper me, you know? And, and there's nothing particularly wrong with that. Sometimes that's what God does. But then there, here he's saying, you have all that stuff. Now I'm asking you to take the next step with me. Looked at him and loved him. And then what comes out of his mouth, mouth next is, 
get rid of everything, sell it, give it to the poor, and come and follow me. That's the deepest love that he, he looks at him and loves him, and the next thing that comes out of his mouth is, come follow me. He invites him to come along. And he, he walked away from Jesus. He walked away from, basically, from salvation, from, the, from being in the presence of the second person of the Blessed Trinity from that point on. And, and, and he's walking away from happiness. I'm just looking mm-hmm. at the, you know, the word sad. He went away sad. And then if you look at the Beatitudes in some translations, it's happier those. Right, so everybody's saying, I, you know, I want to be happy. It's all about happiness, right? And happiness is not an outside job. It's an inside-out job. So we think that all of our possessions, stuff from the outside, is going to make us happy. So this guy walks away sad because he doesn't want to let go of his possessions when he had the chance to attain true happiness, happiness that the world cannot give, that the world cannot take away. He walked away from that. And the, the challenge for me is, um, am I allowing our Lord, am I allowing time with our Lord where he can work on me from the inside out, the inside out, just in that quiet time, right? In the stillness of, of a chapel, in the stillness of, of you know, my living room in the morning before anybody gets up. Because, you know, one of the Beatitudes is happy, you know, so you will be happy if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, then say you'll be happy when you know your four hundred one k is you know over a million dollars and you have you know X Y and Z. You know, so what am I hungering and thirsting for? So you're going to be sad if we're all bound up in our possessions. Even if you get the straight A's, even if you get you know make the the starting lineup on the team, you get every you know every financial dream you've ever had. Eventually, you will implode. If it's all about me, myself, and I, happiness truly comes from giving up everything, total detachment, total surrender. When Peter says, we have given up everything and followed you, the conversion that I'm looking for is that equals happiness, right? That doesn't, mm-hmm. I think Peter was saying that, like, not that this was a good thing that I gave up everything, like surrender is the key. Total surrender is is the key. And that's only a gift that that we can give our Lord, and He's never going to force us. He's never going to make us do anything. But the greatest gift we can give is our free will. Yes, our total yes to uh, to be His son, His daughter. You know, this just opened up to me as you were sharing, Rob. I've never seen this before. So, the Lord says, "You know the commandments," and He goes through a litany of them. Isn't there one missing? What's the first great commandment? Love the Lord. Love God with Part of your heart, part of your soul, part of your mind. No. Love God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, all of your spirit, all of your strength. Love God fully and completely. Jesus left that one out, but I think he left it out intentionally. Because down here he's saying, this man walked away because he had many possessions. You see, possessions end up possessing us. Our title, our home, our car, our reputation, whatever. God, possession's not a bad word, because God fully wants to possess us. He wants to live in us, with us, and through us. He wants us all in, not part way. So I think that's really an interesting fact here that Jesus intentionally left out the first and the greatest of the commandments to love God with all. See, this man, he just pointed out to him, Jesus loved him. He pointed out to him, but you don't love me with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, all of your strength. You are attached 
to your possessions and parts of your love go there instead of to me. So that great, I just, again, just saw that and it just, it just fascinating, fascinating. Here's another thing that really helped me with this whole reading, because we know, we look at St. Francis of Assisi, he read this and went, you know, because he came from a very wealthy family, he he got it. He said, well, for me and my calling, I'm going to give it all away. And so St. Francis of Assisi did that in the streets of the town and and gave everything away, clothes and all, you know, and, and became a follower of Jesus Christ and was called by God to rebuild his church, not the little one that he built that's in the cathedral now in, in Assisi, but the church itself, to, to rebuild it from within. And, and it needed work at that time in the 13th century. But for me, what I came to understand is for me, I own nothing. Everything the Lord has entrusted me with, I'm the steward of, the caretaker of. They are His. The companies entrusted me with, the real estate, the 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 the, the money, everything. Now, the Lord also said in Scripture, "To whom much is given, much is expected." So for me, my everyday journey is, okay, Father, how do you want me to use your gifts today? And that journey is a journey of surrender every day because the Lord may say, you know what? I want you to give the best of this to this person and you need to be obedient. Reminds me of the story of a priest that was here from Ireland and he was in my living room and he loves, he's, he's like a little boy. He loves clocks, antique clocks. And so he's in my living room and I've had these two incredible Austrian Vienna um, porcelain clocks, two of them, but I really like the one more than the other. And so the father puts in my heart, give him a gift of one of those clocks and let him know it's from me. Oh my. I said, Father, I want to tell you, because he kept be just going over to him back and forth. I said, the father just spoke to my heart. He'd like to give you one of those clocks as his gift to you, his precious son. The father, the priest was like, are you serious? Are you serious? I said, Absolutely, father. You choose the one that you like the most. So in my heart, I'm going, in my heart, I'm going. As long as it's not that one. <laughs> Don't choose that one. Don't choose that one. So the priest is going back and forth to the different cl- the two different clocks, and he stayed focused on the one I wanted him to take. And I'm like, yes. And I finally said, Father, which one would you like? He immediately turned his head to the left and said, I want that one over there. And it was, the, you know what, though? That's what God will do because he wants us to be able to let go with an open hand that gift, to give the best. You know, back in the day, you know, with with Adam and Eve and and their children, Cain and Abel, Cain gave a gift, but it wasn't the best. It wasn't the first fruit. Abel gave the first fruit. He gave the best of what he had. So for us, that's our calling. And my last name's Abel, so (laughs) I better certainly follow that that suit. But so for me, when I gave him that clock, he was like a little boy. He hand-carried it like a baby through the airport, through security. (laughs) It was a precious moment of God the Father wanting to give a gift to his precious son and use me as an instrument. It wasn't me that gave you the gift, Father. And so this journey of, of, I like to call it a journey of purgation, purging anything in us that's not of Christ and perfecting anything in us that is, so that we become perfectly formed in the image and likeness of Christ, that we become that invitation to the world, to the banquet, to that, to that heavenly, eternal life with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So powerful. Yeah, when when he took the clock that you wanted, that was your gift back to God. If he would have taken the other clock, that would have been your gift to him. 
That's a good point. Right? Yeah. Because, because that's the one that was the sacrifice, right? As Jesus says, if you love those who love you, if you give away things that you could part with, mm. what, what merit is there in that? If you part with something you really wanted, if you love those who persecute you, then you're really loving. And that's, I think that's, uh, there's another, uh, somebody had called my attention to, just to circle back to the point you made, David, about the commandments. Somebody, and I never heard this before. He said, you know, this statement where G, where he's, the young man says, the man says, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, why do you call me good? No one is good but God. He pointed out that this, you know, Jesus kind of leaves this open-ended. It's like, it's almost like when he says to Peter, who do you say that I am? Because he's saying, why do you call me good? He's almost like, do you get, do you understand who, who I, I am? am. <laughs> right. And, and he said, no one is good but God. So if you call me good, you must think, but he just leaves it there. That's it. And then he goes on to the commandments, you know. And, uh, and the young man had the invitation. He also had Jesus's love. And he still walked away. And you, you got to be sad after that. You know, you got to be sad. And maybe that's part of his holding back. He didn't quite get it. Yeah. You know, so the part that, that was be. the part that was easy be. to follow the wisdom of this right. teacher and to follow the commandments that aren't a big deal. I'm not, I don't kill. Right. I don't come to adultery. Not a big deal. So right. he was partially there, but that right. faced with that choice that we all right. make goes back to the gift of salvation from Jesus, the choice that we all make. There is no halfway, right? It's like C.S. Yeah. Lewis said. I mean, you're in and you're out, you know, savior of the world or right. a madman. I mean, yeah. that, there's no, there's no middle ground. You know, he wants your heart. He wants all of you or, or nothing. Well, and, and that was uh, that was the point about circling back to to David's point was because yeah. G, he Jesus did bring up the first that first and greatest commandment because he invited him to love him he invited him to say acknowledge him yeah right. so yep, the right. first the, for, so God is in here he asked him and he and he didn't get it I think yeah. I think that's right Tom you know it's 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 amazing as we do read this and and I don't know about anybody else but if you think you don't commit any of these things on a daily basis, you better invite the Holy Spirit into your heart to shine a light on it. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I don't bear false witness against people. I was proud about that. I think pride's a sin. I think I heard that read about that. <laughs> you know, but I, I saw on the news, which is always correct on the internet. That, right. Especially if it's on the internet. internet yeah. That Chumley had died from um, the Pawn Stars. And so what did I do immediately? I went out and I told all my friends. I said, oh, can you believe Chumley died? Yeah, he had a heart attack. He died. So I bared false witness against him because that was a fake news story that I went out and told all my friends. Now, I couldn't even go out and tell everybody I was wrong. You know, so many times we do these things. And I love the last part here where they say, who can be saved? And who can be saved? For human beings, it's impossible. But for God... Everything's possible. Impossible is spelled I am, the name of God, possible. God bless each and every one of you. Call on the Lord. Have a great day. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at 
stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.